prepare yourself to be blown away by the seismic sounds and scrutiny of... After Shots Podcast with Chris Aiken and Matt Hartnett. All right, well, here we go. Aftershocks number 20 and joining me and Chris on the podcast uh, to talk about the new EP and third release called Foundations. We got vocalist Reed Alton from Canadian Symphonic Metal Heavyweights or Siren. Reed, how's it going, man? Thanks for coming on the podcast with us. Yeah, it's going well. Thanks very much for having me. Awesome, man. So just quick, man, Siren, tell us the meaning of the band's name. Where does it come from? Um, actually, um, Bobby, the, uh, one of the guitarists, and I actually just uh, talked about this the other day and um it's kind of a combination of like osiris and orion and it's it's oh, kind of like a combination of both and um it's just kind of something that was epic something heavy something that kind of embodied strength and power but was completely unique so if you looked up uh osiris online literally that's the only thing that comes up okay very cool man so the new ep foundations uh really it's really catching you know the ears of a lot of you know symphonic and uh progressive metal fans it's your guys third release it's your first ep uh which is something that's you know it's becoming kind of common nowadays in the rock and metal uh, circles uh you know instead of releasing these full lengths many are deciding just to release singles and eps uh which of course i think makes a lot of sense considering the short attention span that most listeners have these days when it comes to new music so i think that's another reason why a lot of bands are doing it. so what made you guys do an ep instead of uh the full length this time around uh, I think it's a little bit of kind of what you just mentioned, um, but also as well, we we really wanted to kind of change direction a little bit from our, our previous release, uh, Kingsbane, which was very uh, like long compositions, um, very, okay. very, very epic, uh, kind of soaring power metal vocals almost, uh, mm-hmm. very long guitar solos. And we really kind of wanted to, um, you know, kind of trim the fat on some things, really focus on songwriting, kind of change your direction to a little bit more of a modern uh, progressive kind of sound while still keeping in the symphonic uh, epic elements that we had from our previous release. And uh, the best way that we saw that happening was kind of going towards a shorter release of, of a short amount of songs to kind of get our foot in the door creatively and, and kind of start getting our mind wrapped around that kind of mentality. And so uh, I think it really came together really nicely and, and, um, that's kind of why we want to go shorter. Not not saying that we don't want to continue doing full length records because I I'm personally a fan of that myself. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, and what's interesting though is you guys with this you're like right on the borderline of an EP versus an album. This is what like thirty minutes, so yeah. one maybe two <laughs> more songs, and you do have a full length album. It, exactly, and actually that was uh, like part of our uh, PR and marketing team as well. They. Uh, kind of on the fence because, you know, we saw it as an EP just because it was five tracks, even though two of the tracks are over like, you know, five, six minutes long. But, um, you know, we, we've kind of we're kind of toying with it. I mean, some some uh, places kind of want it to be known as an album. Some are OK that being an EP We're you know, we're just calling it a record and that's what it is to us. And uh, what people want to label it as is completely fine. But, um, yeah, it's it, it is really, really close to being a full length record. We're uh, we're trying to find a way to justify that as well. So, <laughs> no question, man. <laughs> nice. Well, you mentioned comparisons, and I and I definitely want to bring up the comparisons that the press, at least the press release, makes because I don't think 
it is very fair for you guys to be perfectly honest. The press release listed the bands Nightwish, Symphony X, and Dream Theater. Symphony X, I can sort of hear. I can definitely sort of hear that. Nightwish, nah. And and Dream Theater, no. You know, for you, I and I'm sure you understand as a as a band that's on that's coming up, you you gotta have well, they sort of sound like this to get people to give you a fair shot. But do you think when you hear those names that that does give people a false impression, especially the Nightwish one, because Nightwish is so tied to the female vocalist? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I think that that's very unfair for you guys. You know, you get you get in a symphonic group or something on Facebook. Somebody throws your video saying, hey, this sounds like Nightwish. People are going to be like, fuck that. That ain't Nightwish at all, you know? Well, I, I think to your point, um, you know, I think when you list off some of those bands, I, c- I can tell you for, for sure that the band is heavily influenced by those bands. Okay. Um, we, we listened to the, you know, to all those bands um, for many years uh, individually as well as collectively, and we looked to them as uh, influences. Um, you know, I, I think like as a, as a true artist and I think as someone who like um, never wants to be pigeonholed, I, I always find that whenever someone, um, you know, tries to compare you know, my band with any other band, I'm going to be like, well, fuck that because I'm my own, I'm my own thing, you know, but, Mm -hmm. um, and and the, and the same thing with like personally as as a vocalist, just because you're always forefront and people are always listening to you and you're kind of the, the one that makes it or breaks it. If someone likes your band or not, because if, you know, you don't like the vocalist, chances are you're not going to like the song, but, um, you know, you know, getting compared to that, I mean, you know, it's teach their own. I mean, if someone wants to, to say that we sound like those bands, then fucking A, you know, like if that's what they, they get from it, and they if they like those bands, I mean, if they hate those bands and they compare us to us, then I guess it's kind of our downfall. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know what to compare us to just because we, we kind of take so so many different influences and, and different ways of, of kind of shaping our songs and our sound that, um, you know, probably there maybe be there a list of 20 bands or so, but if uh, people want to, you know, label us with, with other bands and, and compare us to other bands and have at her, I, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> Is it a necessary evil though, for the press to label you instead of just saying, Hey, here it is. I mean, do you, if you had your druthers, would you keep it the way it is? Or would you have them put you out there with no labels and make you much more of a mystery going into it? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I think maybe, maybe for next go around, just because we are a band on the up and up. I mean, we're still learning as we're going about, um, you know, what works and what doesn't. So I guess when it comes to releasing a press release and, and, and the bands that we're kind of compared to, um, you know, we'll kind of have a better idea of what we want to, you know, how we want to go about that. Uh, If we want to, like you said, kind of remain mysterious a bit and kind of not have anyone to, you know, compare to, which quite frankly sounds pretty awesome i mean i think that's a pretty good way to go about it but um yeah you know i mean the pr pr is just doing what they do they're, they're trying their best to, to get people to, to listen to us and um i i trust them and and um you know we'll, we'll see what happens well you know i'm going to trust the system and and until it proves me otherwise then uh i'm just going to go with it sure man well you've guys got a great uh you know really cool new video out and a kick-ass track ignite um, and speaking of influences, you know, you, you in my opinion, uh, what I hear is that you guys definitely incorporate a lot more of the uh, like sort of like a 90s sort of groove sound and a little mm. bit different than a lot of the other symphonic metal bands that at least I've heard. Um, and, and just in symphonic and, you know, metal in general, I think it's becoming really more very more listened to genre than it had been in the past. You know, of course, the whole metal spectrum. 
where, you know, and especially in different areas. I mean, it's mostly been connected with, you know, the European metal circles. And um, in fact, I think you guys are pretty much the first Canadian symphonic, you know, band that I've heard other than maybe, let's say, like X Dale, you know, but, but that's more of a, a side project for, you know, Maurizio of Cataclysm. So, I mean, is this style of music, are you noticing, is it becoming more embraced uh, in Canada with, with the fans? Or do you feel like it's still a, a sort of a steep uphill battle to try to get noticed? Um, you know, I think for most Canadian metal bands, they'll, they'll attest that it is really, really fucking hard to um, to gain some kind of local or national notoriety and, and kind of in the underground scene, at least. I mean, obviously, if you're a bigger band and you kind of, you know, kind of laid yourself out there on globally i guess a lot of people are going to kind of come to you um so it is really 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 hard to actually as a, as a underground band to kind of get noticed and kind of get you know on, on a national underground scale um but um yeah i mean i don't know i mean i guess with like kind of canadian you know canadian symphonic sound and and, and kind of what we're doing I mean, we come from a very blue collar area of the country and there's a lot of thrash bands and there's a lot of bands that are influenced by some of the old school sound of metal. So I think that's part to do with like the groove or like kind of the nineties element of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And also uh, some of the boys in the band uh, grew up with that kind of that late eighties, early nineties um, and uh, mid nineties Metallica and Pantera. And I think that is mm-hmm. a big influence as well. Okay. Um, so like I said, I think we're just a mosaic and just a clusterfuck of, of influences and, and that kind of creates that weird 90s groove style with kind of the symphonic elements. And I think that, you know, people, I think people are starving for something that's just a little bit different and a little bit more epic. I mean, mm. I see it when I see uh, shows like Camelot here in Calgary. Um, you know, there is a market for it. There are a lot of people here in Canada that like it. But I know that in Europe and, and all that shit, we get over there. I know we'll, we'll fucking kill it. But, sure. um, you know, it's 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 really hard here. You know, I mean, I'm a diehard Canuck and I'm I'm a I'm a diehard patriot and mm-hmm. and I love my country, but it's it's hard as a metalhead. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, and I was thinking, like, so I mean, is that your guys' intention? Do you guys uh, eventually, you know, in the long t- uh, term, is your intention to immerse yourselves into those European circuits with the symphonic metal? Is that sort of the goal of the band? Because it is such a much bigger deal over there than it is here in North America. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think with any artist, I mean you go you go tour where people are are digging you and appreciating you so i mean if mm-hmm. timbuktu is loving osiren and and uh they want to come out and, and fill venues to watch us and we'll fucking go to timbuktu but um yeah europe is kind of like a, a dream goal for us just because that is where a lot of our influences are, are from and where a lot of that symphonic progressive uh stuff comes from but mm-hmm. Hell, man, if, if, if we become the next tragically hip here in Canada and we're selling out arenas, I'm not going to be complaining. So I <laughs> I think it honestly it just comes down to where people are digging us. And, uh, you know, that's where we start and we build up from there. We we, uh, we go to where people are wanting to hear us, right? We'll play for mm-hmm. whoever wants to uh, to hear us play. Sure. sure. Now, now, Reed, are you the are you the um, the lyric writer of the band as well as the singer? Um, this record, I wrote. Um, lyrics yeah but in, in uh previous uh, releases it was christoph uh, the other guitarist um and uh the lyrics were already written i came in to kingsbane with all the music and lyrics already written um i came uh and joined the band and kind of added some melodies and some of my own kind of flavor to it but everything was kind of written in stone and and i talked to, to chris for this release because i had this concept in my head uh when it came time for the uh the idea of foundations what it meant um 
for Canada's history and, and kind of the foundations that the country was built on, built on. And uh, so this this record I, I took hold and and um, you know with with you know the band kind of allowing me to kind of tackle that part of it anyway. So yeah, I wrote the lyrics for it. Now I, I don't know Canadian politics really at all. You know I I, I don't. I mean I I know your guy is Trudeau. That's about the the that's as far as I know. But is is this is kind of a two part thing? Is it as volatile? politically in Canada as it is here in the United States and B if it is, does that make it riskier for a a younger band to include like historical and political influenced lyrics in your music? Uh, That's a good question. Um, You know, historically I think Canada has, has been pretty modest and quiet about their political affiliations. I mean, we're, we tend not to be very boastful. We tend not to try and, you know, get out there and, and kind of say, oh, I, I believe in this or I follow this or I'm, you know, in favor of this. I think in the last 10 years, um, I think especially out west where we're based and, and being Albertan, uh, which is a lot more conservative. And and when I mean conservative, I don't mean like super right wing, but conservative for Canadian standards anyway. Um, I think that it's... Uh, it's definitely gotten a little bit more political. I think that this record is more or less something that is talking about the history, something that we cannot change. I mean, um, you know, politics is something that we can change. It's something that uh, a group of people can rally behind and, and change the course of a country's path. But uh, what's written in stone and what's kind of etched in, in the history of our country, you, can, you can't change. And really, it's something that I think that the country kind of puts a blanket over because we do kind of flag, uh, fly the flag as this peaceful, progressive, uh, loving and caring country, which on some fronts we are. And I'll, I'll fully, I fully believe that. But um, the, the amount of cultural genocide that took place with First Nations and, and the uh, indigenous populations here in Canada, um, as well as, you know, the, the, the Francophone and Anglophone battle that's, you know, been was mostly done by war by between the French and the British, but now is a lot more political and a lot more kind of tense that way. I mean, this this country is is plagued with a whole you know a whole crap um, full of inconsistencies and failures, and I think that it's our duty as you know, especially the band being Canadian citizens. You know, I can give two fucks if someone else from another country wants to criticize Canada. I mean, you can you can say whatever you want, but right. as, as as citizens, it's our job to criticize our country. It's our job to you know keep pushing forward. And um, you know, I think that as soon as you lay lay back and you, and you you know, kind of stand down. That's where shit starts to get, um, you know, people are starting to, to trick people and, and uh, things get forgotten. I don't think this is stuff that we should be forgetting. This is stuff that we should be embracing and realizing that we fucked up and uh, there is, there is time to, to heal and there's time to change. Is it as polarizing there as it is here? Cause I can tell you here, if you take a stand, it doesn't matter what you take a stand on. If you say the sky is blue, you will get 10 people to tell you, fuck you. It's yellow. And the <laughs> sun is blue, you know, and, and they'll fight mm-hmm. with you to the death and then they'll hate you and want you not to be able to work and everything else because you don't agree with them. Is it the same in Canada or is it a lot less, I don't know, intense there than here? You know, again, I'll go back to saying that I think we're a little bit more reserved. I mean, I know that there's probably those 10 people that are thinking that the sky is purple or, you know, whatever the fuck. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, 
for the most part, we're pretty pro- progressive and accepting of a lot of things uh, that, you know, that kind of we're kind of known for, I guess, as Canadians, like we're kind of, you know, a little bit more social and some of our stuff and um, uh, progressive, like I said, but um, like in the last five years, really, honestly, man, um, just due to tensions between Western Canada and Eastern Canada with, you know, the Francophone uh, population having some stuff politically happening, um, our Aboriginal um, indigenous uh, populations have had so much uh, shit um, going on. Um, you know, I, I can't even go into on this podcast because it's just it's miles and miles long. But um, right. well, I think in the last five years, it definitely has gotten a little bit more polarizing. But by no means do I think historically or, or you know, in a normal setting, do I think that we're as polarizing? But, hey, man, people are going to have their opinions and they're entitled to them. And if they want to convince me Hitler was the greatest person on Earth, you better be fucking good preacher because uh, <laughs> I don't think he was, but there's people that, that do. So that's just uh, how it goes. Sure, man. So, I mean, the band itself now, you guys have been at it, you know, as musicians for years. I mean, you guys started in the mid-2000s, you know, under the uh, Morbid Theory name. You released a few records with that. Then you went through some member changes. You moved from Ontario to Calgary to Alberta. Uh, so you, you guys have been very obviously dedicated and diligent in really getting to where you are today as a band. I mean, looking back now, I mean, what can you take from, I guess, the past, from, from all this time it's taken to come uh, to now, to the new release, to where you guys are as a siren, as a band today, what can you take, you know, from those experiences in order, like, to move forward, really in a very, like, you know, because it's it's such an unbalanced and challenging industry overall, and um, you know, just the whole music business is just it's a crazy business. So, I mean, are you guys really happy and confident now where the band is today, and is this where kind of, you know, where you've been wanting to get to, and you think like here it is now we're ready to take off? Are you, are you do you really feel that you guys are at that point in your career? Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're ever satisfied. I mean, the goal is, you know, the goal is to be uh, touring and and playing massive venues and, and, uh, you know, kind of getting our music heard by the masses, as I'm sure a lot of people are, Mm -hmm. Um, or at least, you know, on a less kind of like pop scale or kind of mainstream scale, just people who who value what what we're trying to say in our message. That's Mm -hmm. our goal to to be touring and and playing for all those people. the true, the true heroes of, of your at the beginning of your question there about coming from Ontario all the way out to Alberta is actually Bobby and, and Christoph. Uh, they're from Sarnia, Ontario, and they were the founders of Morbid Theory. Okay. And um, so I wasn't even in the band. Uh, the other two members, Tyler and Cody, weren't in the band. Mm-hmm. Um, they decided to shake things up. They weren't happy with what was going on. I mean, they'd open up for you know the um the, uh, was it the antagonist and um and uh protest the hero and okay. um uh, man there's a couple other bands there too out, out east that they were you know they were opening up for and they were trying to get some traction and uh they were like fuck this and they went out west um you changed the name um and then uh they did a record just uh them and their old drummer uh which was harbinger with bobby mm-hmm. singing and then it wasn't until uh, i joined the fold that we kind of got to where we are and, and tyler and cody as well um rounding out the the quintet here but um yeah i mean we're we're happy with the direction i'd say that's kind of what what we're happy with is we're happy with where we're going i think that we're a lot more in line and in tune with each other on the direction we're going and you know we're never going to be satisfied with what what we have i think that that's going to make greatness or success is when you're you're never quite satisfied with what you have 
Sure. Sure. Well, one of the things that I think could definitely help you is if more people see um, this Ignite video. Um, yeah. Definite for what I'm going to assume is small budget, small budget. You did, you did a great visual job as well as a, a great presentation of the music. Talk a little bit about, you know, the ideas for the video and, you know, putting the video together. Yeah. Well, a big shout out uh, to Seth from flip city films. Uh, he's based in Canmore, Alberta. So that's just about 45 minutes West of Calgary in the mountains. Um, he's, uh, he's called the pistol from Bristol. He's, uh, from England originally. And he's got that, uh, uh, kind of that accent, that punk fuck you accent, which is pretty awesome. And, and that's kind of his attitude too. Uh, so he was kind of the perfect guy to kind of run this music video because, uh, the whole idea behind ignite is world war one and how Canada was still a dominion of uh, great Britain and part of the Commonwealth. And we didn't really have a say in, uh, joining the war or not. It was more like, Hey, England's going to war, suit up, you guys are going to war. And we're probably going to throw you into some pretty shitty situations because we'd rather sacrifice you than our own people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's just how it goes when you're part of a dominion. And so anyway, when, when we're coming up with these ideas and we're talking to Seth, um, you know, we said, hey, man, like, you know, can we get some old war footage? Can we show like the trench war that was World War One? that the, the, the gore, the mud, the uh, the vast volumes of uh of deaths that occurred and casualties um and we wanted to be very angry and fast and aggressive i mean the song is very kind of um evil um it's very uh pounding i mean uh one review that we saw of the song said that it kind of sounded like um you know like uh people going to war like kind of a tribal um you know people going into war you know obviously not you know with sticks and stones and shit but um, I, and I agree with that. I think that it was really portrayed well. I mean, the, the red, um, the fast movements of the camera and, and the quick changes, uh, showing all the old war footage, which we got from, uh, the Canadian government, uh, as archival. Footage. So nice. that, that is that, that those are Canadian, uh, brave Canadian soldiers that, uh, unfortunately paid the ultimate sacrifice. Um, so that actually, uh, to kind of go off a little bit there, um, uh, has been a little bit of our downfall because, um, I think that we would have a little bit more people viewing the music video, to be honest with you. Um, but because there is people dying, it is flagged. And so uh, if, you, if you do not have, if you do not have your restrictions turned off, uh, you can't watch the video. <laughs> so, uh, kind of a little bit of a, of a thing that's going to hit us in the teeth, but mm-hmm. um, we don't give a shit. I mean, it's, it's art and it's, it's what we want to portray. And I think that it, it came across exactly how we wanted it to. So um there's no regrets there. What happens happens. And, and the more people that see it, the more people that are uh, hitting the heart and, and hitting the brain kind of um, about what, it, what we're trying to portray and what we're trying to say. Hopefully that, uh, you know, that kind of the, the art speaks for itself. You know, isn't it crazy that you, that you're literally censored from presenting absolute truth. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's insanity that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and I mean, obviously you could post it to other forums. You could post it to BitChute or Vimeo or somewhere else and it, and, and it wouldn't get banned, but just crazy that you have a message, you have a thought. Nobody has, even if people don't want to buy the message, even if they think you're crazy and you're making propaganda, which it, I don't think that, but even if that's their thought, it's like, they, they stop you from presenting your thought. That's insanity in, in 2020. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I mean, um, by no means are we, you know, with this record, um, we're not talking about modern 
politics. Right. No, we're not talking yeah. about we're not talking about left and right. We're not we're not mm-hmm. talking about um, we're not talking about any of that shit. We're we're literally talking about um, history, you know. And and one thing that really inspired me uh, with this record and, and the lyrical content was watching a documentary about how in Germany, whether you're a 15th generation German or a first generation German, if you're in the school system, you learn about the Holocaust and you learn about that your country fucked up a whole lot of shit. And you and you and you and you learn about um, you know that there was a, a lot of death on your hands. And and I think that it's that ownership. I think it's about taking ownership of the past and ownership of history. And I think that that's kind of what we're trying to do. And um, mm-hmm. I don't think YouTube has some kind of agenda or Mr. JT, you know, Trudeau over there is trying to censor us from telling the truth about our history. Um, but what I what I do what I do find is a shame is that you know it really has nothing to do with modern affairs, global affairs, and and picking sides. It really is just. A Canadian's view on Canadian history. I don't see what's uh, wrong about that. That's for sure. No, you're right, man. Well, I'll tell you what, Reed. Why don't you throw out those plugs where people can keep up with Osiren and see the video and find out tour dates if and when the world ever decides to open up and let you play. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Osiren will be releasing Foundations in mid-July. Uh, go check us out on Spotify, Apple Music. Go check out Ignite. Uh, on YouTube, make sure that you have your restrictions turned off so that you, can <laughs> um, you know as soon as uh, as soon as we're touring and doing shows, there's bands in town you can come check us out at. Um, our social media is going at Facebook and Instagram. Just look up a siren or a siren band. And uh, like I said, um, because we are kind of a, a weird name, a combination of um, Orion and Osiris, um, O S Y R O N. You just look that up. And all of our shit's going to show up there. So there's there's no shortage shortage of stuff on the internet uh, for you to check us out. Very cool. Well, why mm-hmm. don't we do this, man? Why don't we wrap this one up by giving people a taste of Ignite? Does that work? Fucking A. Sounds great. Nice. All right. Well, then here it is. This is Ignite. It is Osiren right here on Aftershocks. The sword is being forced into my hand. Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. For more news and information on the podcast, 
And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com for all comments and questions. Please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com.